everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast and happy Thanksgiving. We hope you all are having a wonderful day with your family and friends. And if you're, if you're by yourself, we can be your, your Thanksgiving uh, friends for this day. And we are so excited to be talking about the off network films. So we've got a wide variety of movies to talk about today. We've got Ion, we have Lifetime, we have Discovery Plus all over the place. So uh, there are a lot of fun movies and I have two very special guests with me today. I have podcaster Mary Carver here. Hey. And I have podcaster and friend of the podcast, Jonathan North. Hey. Yes. And I, since both of you are pretty new to the podcast, uh, we'd like you to introduce yourself to our audience and tell us a little bit about your experience with Hallmark and Hallmark Christmas movies. Mary, what about you? Okay, well, my name is Mary Carver. I am a writer and I'm a podcaster. My podcast is called The Couch, where we talk about pop culture and why it matters. And between October and December, uh, for the past several years, my friend Anna and I have been what we call hooked on holiday movies. And we have tried our best to watch every single one. It's not possible anymore. (laughs) Uh, But we have podcasted about it, written about it, um Facebook lived about it and we just have a blast watching all the movies both on Hallmark and off network what's the name of your podcast it's called the couch with Mary Carver nice and Jonathan what about you I am a podcaster and for quite a while I actually worked for this podcast (laughs) I I worked it out with my school I needed an internship and Rachel was my, um, what do you want to say? Like the leader of my, yeah, supervisor. So for most of 2019, I was the editor of the Hallmarkies. So I got to know a lot about Hallmark movies. And I've been doing my own YouTube channel slash podcast stuff since 2017. And basically from the beginning, I've done stuff with Rachel including Hallmarkies like episodes. So we did Christmas in July and did a bunch of Hallmark stuff with Rachel and other Hallmarkies co-hosts. So I've been on the edges of the Hallmark world for a while. Yeah. And the last time you were on Hallmarkies podcast, you covered the uh, Hallmark yes. pandemic movie. Which... <laughs> yes. How could I forget? Yes. What an amazing feat of cinema that was. From 2006, I believe, when they still did sci-fi movies on Hallmark Channel. Yeah. They should bring that back. I want more sci-fi so. Hallmark stuff. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> but today we're talking off network. We're not talking Hallmark Channel. And let's dive in. We have a lot to cover and uh, it's going to be it's going to be fun. So the first movie that we're going to talk about is on and some of these we have all seen some of us just individuals have seen and so we'll just all talk about the ones that we've seen. So the first one that we're going to talk about is we're going to go with Lifetime. We're going to talk about Dancing Through the Snow and this was on the 19th. It stars Anna Lynn McCord, Colin Lawrence and Bianca Lawrence, real life father and daughter. 
And the plot is Michael Foster is a firefighter and devoted single father to eight-year-old Lily, an aspiring ballerina. After a video goes viral, Michael and Lily do an adorable ballet routine. Michael becomes the most eligible bachelor as women everywhere want to date this adorable dad. However, the only woman Michael has eyes for is Lily's ballet teacher, Olivia. Will Michael be able to dance his way into Olivia's heart? So what do you think, Mary, did Michael dance his way into your heart? <laughs> well, this is the one Lifetime movie that I have not watched yet. Oh, okay. It's on my DVR, but I, I mean, I'm just going to predict he probably dances his way into everybody's heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jonathan? Did you get to see this one? Yes, I saw this one and I actually really liked it. Mm-hmm. It, it probably helped that it was following a movie that I not like but I thought this one was really good it it was more a little more rom than calm (laughs) it was more dramatic but I really liked it I thought all the actors were good believable even the kid was pretty good and sometimes it's hard to find good kid actors and I thought she did a good job I liked both leads I thought they had good chemistry and I love the grandma. I, I mean, I like, I like grandma characters. So I, I'm, if there's a grandma character, there's a chance that I probably will like at least that aspect of the movie. So I did like the grandma in this. Yeah, it was, it was cute. I really liked this one. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed particularly the father daughter dynamic. That was really cute. And when the the video went viral it was fun and I could picture something like that actually going viral that was that's one thing that I was going to say too though a lot of times when movies these days do like going viral it all it never feels believable but I feel like this one did it well in a way that even something like Ralph Breaks the Internet, the Disney movie, didn't. That, that movie, the going viral, was so unbelievable and ridiculous. This felt real because it felt like something that would go viral. And they didn't specify where it went viral, which I liked. Because something like this, the, the dancing dad and daughter, that has Facebook written all over it. Every, every, yeah, or TikTok. Every stay-at-home mom, every grandma who's on Facebook, that's going to go viral. Yeah. They're going to love that. And I, I felt like they did this better than even something like where that's the whole point of it. Ralph breaks the internet done well. This did it way better. Yeah. I think Facebook or TikTok, I think would be the place that uh, you'd see like a little video of of cute dad and daughter uh, go viral. I I can see that. Uh, I didn't think there was great chemistry between Annalyn McCord and Colin Lawrence, but I didn't really care that much because I was more invested in the father-daughter dynamic than the uh, mm. than the romance. I, I thought they were good together. I thought they were cute together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what would you give this one? One to five crowns. Um, maybe three and a half. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's what I would also give it. Uh, it was cute. I thought supporting players were fun. And uh, so, yeah, I would give that. So then next up for Lifetime, we have You Make It Feel Like Christmas. This is on the 20th, and this stars Mary Antonini and Michael Xavier. 
and uh, director Lisa France, writers Jessica Glassberg, Michael Verratti. Emma is a talented designer who finds herself too busy to return home for the holidays after her work catches the eye of design guru Kate Margulies, much to her father Tom's dismay. When her ex-boyfriend and childhood best friend Aaron returns home after active military duty, he makes it his mission to get her home to celebrate their Christmas traditions. So I'll go first with this one. I overall liked this. I thought that that Mary and Michael had great chemistry. They they're so beautiful. It's like the most stunning couple I think I've ever seen. And and Michael Xavier is so dreamy. I loved the scene when he's putting up the garland or whatever, and they're all like higher, higher, higher. (laughs) That was great. (laughs) That was really that's something you would never see on Hallmark Channel. That was definitely a (laughs) lifetime channel moment, but I appreciated it. It was funny. Uh, so I liked that. The only thing I guess I didn't really like, I mean, I can understand why she's upset with him for breaking up with her, but I don't understand why she's mad at him for his plan to bring her home for Christmas. Like that's the most like benign thing I've ever heard of in my life. And I, I mean, I wouldn't be upset if Michael Xavier wanted to bring me home for Christmas. I mean, it's, it's just, it seemed like she was so outraged. Like I can never trust you again. You're the worst person in the world. And I'm thinking, what? (laughs) Literally just coming to help bring you home for Christmas. It just didn't, I didn't understand where her deep anger for that part of it came. And it's kind of weird. We're talking about it on our Hallmark recap that this is the third movie that this during just this uh, week that has some kind of, you joined the army and and I'm mad at you for it. It's just a weird flex in Christmas movies because they had it in five more minutes on Hallmark and they had it in the, um, uh, the Christmas together with you and this, <laughs> who knew that was such a common breakup tool to join the army. I don't know. Um, so I didn't really, I didn't really like that. And I was really mad at her when she's being like a big brat at, towards the end, but I still overall enjoyed it. I thought it had some fun moments and some cute, you know, cute moments. Like when they were eating dinner together and uh and dancing that was really good uh, and that I, I thought they did have good chemistry what did you think mary i really liked this movie i have to agree with you i think that michael xavier is um as you put it dreamy <laughs> he is so cute and i feel like he's got a bit of smolder going on at pretty much all times and he is I'm, so good at the smolder. Like he, he really is. He could fight Flynn Rider on that, that, right? that going right now. <laughs> he really could. But I really like these two together. I thought it felt very real that they were childhood friends um, and that they were, that they still liked each other and that they were sad. They were so sad over the misunderstanding that led to them being upset with each other for all these years. And I actually, I didn't mind the big misunderstanding blow up at the end. Cause I think she was upset that he wasn't honest with her because she has felt like all these years that he was, that he had broken her trust, but he wasn't honest about such a benign thing. Like something <laughs> that just doesn't matter. Like I know, bringing, but to her, but bringing to her. her home for Christmas. <laughs> like that is like the most but she was, I, she didn't want to go home for Christmas because she was so sad about her mom and her dad is a 
not a great dad for most of the movie and most of her life. So like, I, I, I can totally understand. Think it was, it was can, overblown. Yeah, it was too much. She was like, she was so outraged. Like, I mean, you she would was definitely think that he had killed her dog. Like, she was so. <laughs> I was just like, what? <laughs> but I don't know, Jonathan. What do you think? Did you get to see this one? No, I didn't get to oh, see okay. this one. Okay. <laughs> I had I had kind of limited time. A whole bunch of stuff came up this weekend, and I ended up cramming all the movies in between Monday and today, <laughs> watching the final one today. Ah, okay. Uh, well, yeah. So, Mary, overall, what would you give this? Uh, or what? What? How many crowns would you give? You make it feel like Christmas. I think I'm going to give it four crowns. Oh, wow. I mean, I smiled through the whole thing mm-hmm. and I paid attention. I didn't like yeah. let myself get distracted by, you know, my computer or whatever. I also loved the designer. She was hilarious. I could have used a whole movie about her. She was so funny. She was the one yes. doing the higher, higher, higher. And you've got yes. all these women that are there watching him put up this behind this thing. Uh, and you've got like this full shot of him, which I just thought was so funny. And I also loved the little side plot with uh, his sister, his sister in general, I really liked, but then the, mm-hmm. the relationship between her friend and his sister. Yes. It and I really love that they didn't let the main couple's misunderstanding or argument right. get in the way of their friendship, their relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. They were really cute. And I really liked the, the friend slash business partner. I really believed the, their relationship, the main character, Emma and her, they really felt like friends to me. Yeah, me too. I liked that too. It was, I would give it a, a 3.75. That's what I would okay. give it out of five. So, all right. Next up we had from Lifetime, we had Baking Spirits Bright. This was on the 21st. And it stars Rekha Shama, Dion Johnston, Adelia Dosani, Pranit Akilia, and more. And it's director Aubrey Amison, writers Allison Spuck McNeely, and Casey Tabanu. And it's Mira takes pride in her family's business of making fruitcakes, despite the decline in its popularity of once being America's most gifted holiday confection. When Mira's parents decide to hire Brady Phillips and his high-powered marketing company to boost sales for the holidays, Mira must fight to hold on to the heart of the company she loves so much. Did I, I don't know if I actually had this on the list that I gave you guys because I kind of forgot you about did, it. Because I yeah. had it, I oh, okay, wanted gotcha. to watch it and I didn't get to it, but it was on the list. Okay, good. Uh, did you get to watch it, Mary? I did. I did okay, watch it. Okay, good. So, uh, what did you think overall of it? Um, I liked it okay. Yeah. I really loved that it featured a, an Indian American uh, lead character and her family. I loved that part of it so much. The rest of the movie was uh, middle of the road. Yeah, me. I have to agree. I love Dion Johnson. He is very dreamy and really good. I love him in Sweet Magnolias. Yes. But I I just felt like this was just so basic. And I, I felt like mm-hmm. they could have had so much fun with the whole idea of no one likes fruitcakes. And just, <laughs> but they took it really seriously. They didn't have a they sense didn't. of humor about it. I uh, thought that's what they were going for. That's why I wanted yeah. to see it. Because I... I'm a weird person in that I like fruitcake, but my mm-hmm. 
my family has a good recipe so that's probably why okay. <laughs> you make your own <laughs> huh yeah i, I, every, I uh, everybody I, in my family has always made this one specific recipe okay I think part of the problem with fruitcake, I've only had it a couple of times, but it's so sweet. All of that dried fruit is just so sweet. And I, I, I don't know. I think that we don't really like, it's either so sweet or so boozy, which <laughs> I wish it was similar to sugar and spice holiday where like there was in that movie there, she's always, she's comparing each person to a different pastry and just oh, like, yes, there's just more like sass, more fun mm-hmm. in that one. This. Yes, I would agree. I did like the way that Mira was a grown up. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean, right? Like a lot yeah. of the a lot of the characters in these movies are so ridiculous, and of course we love them anyway. But I get so excited when we have yeah. a movie that actually has grown ups acting like grown ups. Well, you just think and of I- how many times though have we seen movies where the small town factory whether it's oh, Krugels yeah. or cookies or, you know, the list goes on and on the, the, and the, ex, uh, the expert comes in to give advice on the factory for they're going to close it down. And of course they learn the, the air of their ways. This was exactly that there was nothing really very creative about it. It was, it was yeah. fine. And I guess maybe if I hadn't seen a million of those kind of movies, right. I'd been more right. invested. But I just, again, I just felt like they could have leaned into the whole like fruitcake thing and just been more funny. Yes. Uh, and have so. you noticed in the movies this year, fruitcake has been mentioned a lot. Like there have been several other movies that have mentioned fruitcake in passing. Of course it hasn't been a plot point, but I feel like it's come up a lot of times. So they could have even talked about that. Like how there's a fruitcake renaissance going on. <laughs> Yeah, that is weird. I, but I guess maybe they're becoming more popular. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> maybe eventually you'll get your funny fruitcake movie. Yeah, maybe. maybe we can only dream. dreams will come true. <laughs> <laughs> we have our Peacock film, A Kind-Hearted Christmas. This is on the 20th, and it's Cameron Matheson and Jenny Garth. And it's Jamie owns a sightseeing tour company in the small town of Cooperville, New York. So knowing where to find fun and interesting things to do is her job. However, navigating the holidays with the same enthusiasm is trickier for Jamie since her husband, Matt, passed away. Matt loved Christmas and found unparalleled joy in giving to others. While watching her favorite news program, Wake Up Upstate, or more importantly, the show's handsome TV anchor, Scott, Jamie learns about a neighboring high school's fundraiser and spontaneously gifts the entire amount anonymously. Jamie's anonymous gift sparks another and another until the entire town gets into the spirit News of the generous gift giving draws Jamie's TV crush to Cooperville, seeking to do some serious reporting on the identity of the secret Santa. So, did either of you get to watch this one? I did not. I did not. Oh, okay. So I will no, report this one. This, this is probably this is probably going to sound bad. I thought that it was last on my list of priorities because <laughs> the title sounded too cheesy. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, and and that's weird because, like, I've said to people like. I think kindness is an underrated quality in people. But when I see a movie that's called A Kind-Hearted Christmas, like that sounds so generic and boring. (laughs) (laughs) So it went to the bottom of my priority. And I, like I said, I I didn't have enough time to watch all the ones I wanted to watch. So I didn't get to that one. Well, so this movie, it's, 
harmless, I guess, but I didn't really like it very much because they make the, I didn't understand why when she reveals that she's the secret Santa, he's like, you're, you lied to me. I can never trust you again, which is one of my least favorite like things mm-hmm. they can do in writing. I almost always roll my eyes. Mm-hmm. And, but the idea that, oh, you're secretly helping all these people and you didn't tell me as being like something <laughs> awful, like something to be outraged about. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> like what? she has no obligation to tell him about her being the secret Santa. I mean, <laughs> the, the correct response to, oh, you're this, you're the secret Santa is, oh, I would never have guessed you. You got me. How fun. That's it. That's the response. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Like it's so, I don't know. Like, and so that whole part of it, I just did not like, and this whole sort of supposed outrage and, ugh. uh, but I do like these two actors. They are, you know, good together and charming. And so that was nice. I think the, the summary sort of oversells the like town dynamic. Like nobody else is, is there's, well, there's one person who pretends that he's the secret Santa, but it's really only her who's like the secret Santa. Uh, and uh, she gets some people to help her, like her friend and uh, her, I think it's her sister. I can't remember. She gets some people to help her, her niece. She has a niece. Uh, Emily Tennant plays her niece and they have a nice relationship. Uh, and Emily Tennant has just gotten married. Uh, and so she's not going to go on the honeymoon, but then like the secret Santa ends up giving the honeymoon. So, but, but it's not really as much of a community thing as they're kind of making it seem like in the mm-hmm. summary. Uh, but it was a little bit boring to me. It wasn't my favorite. And I just was so irritated why they were all like scandal, scandal, you're a secret <laughs> Santa. <laughs> um, so I would give this one mm, 2.5 out of five, maybe 2.75 crowns. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So then we had an ion channel. And I'm excited to talk about this because I know Jonathan's watched it. We had Christmas Down Under on Iron Channels on the 21st. Paul O'Brien and Chris and Justine Casser. After a fight with her husband, a tightly wound wife follows him to his hometown of Sydney, Australia, in hopes of saving their marriage. Tracking him down proves complicated, and she must rely on an Aboriginal tour guide and a social media influencer rideshare driver to help all just days before Christmas. So <laughs> this movie, I, 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 I'm not going to defend it. It's not a great movie, <laughs> but I have to be honest. I did laugh quite a bit. It, they go for every joke possible. They throw everything at the wall, just hoping that enough of it will stick. And I guess just enough did for me to be laughing but like the acting is terrible. It's terribly made. Like it's, I mean, they had no budget, uh, but. <laughs> I, I mean, wondered about budget with the, yeah. the their workplace. Yeah, I'm sure they had <laughs> no budget. No. It's like a and, brick warehouse. <laughs> and and you can make really good movies on very minimal budget. Just this year, there was See You, at, See you Next Christmas, which. I got to interview the director and writer and they, they made that movie and shot it all in her apartment. It's like very small budget, but it's really cute and charming and a good script. And I mean, good scripts save all. Mm-hmm. And, 
Um, but I don't know, just sort of the antics. I did laugh enough. I like the stuff at work in particular, actually, I thought was really funny. <laughs> like the, the, the weird office politics dynamics going on. And I, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It's a weird movie, but like when she gets there and, and, uh, she, she doesn't have her luggage. So she has to get this bizarre outfit out of the like clothes bin for the the poor and she looks ridiculous and they kept making fun of her clothes and I don't know it, there was just enough things that made me laugh I liked the aboriginal tour guide she was funny I thought she was she was good but I didn't understand why she didn't just like contact her in-laws she she doesn't know her in-laws at all like their phone number because he was going back to his home like yeah, you know where he'd grown up sense at all she like what I didn't no, understand. None, nothing about her, the way she was trying to find him, made any sense. No. She did, she did <laughs> nothing the way a rational human being would do anything. And those policemen, they were so ridiculous. They, they were like something out of a Disney Channel show, like yeah. a badly written Disney Channel show. I thought they had their moments when they weren't great. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, maybe I had just been so been watching all these like fairly sappy Christmas movies all day. And then I watched this and it was at least something kind of different. It was just bonkers and crazy. And so I was like laughing, but, uh, but, uh, it sounds like Jonathan, you, you weren't laughing. You didn't this enjoy one it. of the most obnoxious films <laughs> I've ever watched. <laughs> maybe it's because i went in with too high hopes because i from the <laughs> premise i thought this sounds kind of interesting this woman's looking uh-huh. for her lost husband she has to go to australia and then it was just bizarre and obnoxious and badly made like there were times when i couldn't hear the dialogue over the music oh, and the, the sound mix was bad the mm. music that they had playing in the back background slash foreground was all music with lyrics so then you had people talking over music with lyrics and i couldn't understand what they were trying to say half the time just whoever they needed to fire the sound mixer yeah the sound mix was bad i don't know it's not a great film but i did laugh and, that, and, the, and another weird thing I, I don't know some of the stuff about australia i i feel like some people could find offensive Probably. like the use of the didgeridoo just in the suburbs and i <laughs> some people can be like really on edge about like the cultural appropriations stuff like that i was yeah. just like why are they playing the didgeridoo in the suburbs with all of these semi-wealthy families around they're not anywhere near the outback and then the way they introduced the Aboriginal tour guide, I guess that it turned out a little better because she she revealed that she was acting this way to basically scam tourists. So she's <laughs> acting like all weird and native. And then she's basically says she's scamming tourists, which mm-hmm. I guess that makes it better. I don't know, but it was it was weirdly handled. It was a weird movie. Did you it watch was, this, it was, Mary? It was, it was so weird. No, was... I don't have Ion anymore. I went oh, to okay. uh, set my DVR for for the Ion movies and realized it's not on my cable anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
Sounds like I missed out on a real winner. Yeah, it was, it (laughs) was bizarre. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to give it 2.5 crowns. It's not a great movie, but I was, I was laughing throughout. So I I can't lie and say I wasn't. What will you give it, Jonathan? (laughs) I'll give it 1.5. I was going to give it one, but there were a couple of moments towards the end where I did find some things actually funny and not ironically funny (laughs) so it gets another half star just for that but overall i would have given it just one if it hadn't gotten slightly better at the end all right so then on discovery plus we had candy coated christmas it's on the 19th is their first foray into the world of christmas movie making and it stars Molly McCook, Aaron O'Connell, and Reed Drummond from the Food Network. And it's a woman returning home, in this case to Peppermint Hollow. She is befriended by, by Drummond, the bakery owner, and sweet things ensue. So they make it seem, and I had a suspicion that Ree was not going to be in this movie very much. <laughs> I had a feeling that it was just going to be a gimmick, and it totally was. She's in like two scenes. <laughs> it's more like four scenes but she doesn't have very many lines no <laughs> and, thing. uh yeah is overall what did you think of this movie jonathan did you end up watching it did you go to yes watch it? I, oh, that was my last one today i nice. I, I ended up being ahead an hour at my job so i took a two-hour lunch and ran home and watched this one quick because this is the one that i this is the reason that i'm on here is because I, I really like the Pioneer Woman, and I was so, I, I, I was, I, I don't want to say I was really excited for her movie debut, but I was really interested to see what they were going to do with her, how she was going to do, because I really like her as a person, and I was just interested. So yeah. this was like the, the reason that I'm on here is because I was going to watch this one. It's like, I have to watch this today because I hadn't had a chance for some reason i decided oh i'll just save that one for the end and then i ran out of time but i i liked it and i'm i don't want to say i'm surprised i liked it but i guess i was i was expecting the worst even though i was wishing that it was going to be better than i was afraid it was but i ended up really liking it even though parts of it mildly annoyed me i really liked the actors and I didn't think Reed did a bad job at all. I think that for her her first movie role, I think her acting was pretty good. I didn't think she was bad at all. Yeah, I mean, most of the time she's just at the baking counter. I mean, you want to cut yeah, cake? She's kind like, of just really herself. Not, she's kind much. of just playing herself. So yeah. <laughs> and did you watch this, Mary? I did. I yeah. watched it and I have so many thoughts. Oh, what'd you think <laughs> overall? Well, overall, I really liked it. And I am not afraid to say I'm surprised by how much I liked it. Um, I, I was thinking this would be terrible. And <laughs> I actually thought that parts of it were a notch above your typical Hallmark Lifetime movie. Oh, yeah. Not Ree's acting. I thought, I thought I like Re, I like Ree Drummond. Um, I have followed her since the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need her to be in movies. 
<laughs> that's, I, I, that's kind of what I was afraid of with this because like yes. yeah like I've I've followed her blog since like 2010 mm-hmm. like before most people even knew who she was so when she, I heard she was going to be in a movie I was like what <laughs> and I was I was prepared for the worst and maybe that helped <laughs> but it ended up being a lot better than I thought it was going to be yeah, it was not the worst, but it was, I thought her acting was, um, it took me out of the movie where the rest of the movie, I thought, um, I thought it was good. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was fine. It was a gimmick. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be as far as her. Yeah. I, I just did not feel the chemistry between Molly McCook and Aaron O'Connell. I, I love Aaron, Aaron O'Connell. He's, I think got to be one of the most handsome humans on the planet he is so good looking (laughs) and so he gets some bonus points for that uh and everything else about this movie was just pretty standard i didn't like all the hawaii vacation shaming that they did (laughs) like it's perfectly respectable to go to hawaii for christmas (laughs) they were like "Ooh, you were going to you were going to hawaii for christmas and he's going with her father Right. Kind of memorable traditions like may i be so cursed as to have to go to hawaii Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> i think i take that um but everything else was just fine for me it was perfectly pleasant christmas movie uh, you know standard plot uh and uh, you know the, the girl from the city coming to the to the small town peppermint hollow and uh, you know all your tropes your tree decorating your you know your cookie baking all of that stuff was all there and it was perfectly pleasant uh it you know i just didn't feel like i think i would have liked it better if i felt the chemistry between the two i didn't really feel it um so i mean i would give this one mm, i'm gonna give it 3.25 crowns what about you mary oh uh, i think i'm gonna give this 3.75 I really, uh, I really liked it. I thought this was the, my favorite move, my favorite Aaron O'Connell performance. Ooh, hot take. I've, I've seen him in these other movies and he's always so stiff and uptight. Like, I don't know. I can, I get that that's maybe sometimes his character and what he's supposed to be, but I liked him better in this movie is what I'm saying. <laughs> I really liked his mom and his niece. I love the best friend. I thought that their uh, banter between them was very natural. Um, but yeah, it is definitely the typical story. I didn't like that they had to have a mean girl in the whole situation. Yeah. Oh, I and, forgot about that. I've met her in real life. Dia Frampton, oh, really? she's a singer. She huh. took Lindsay Sterling and I went to a Lindsay Sterling concert and I did a, a, a photo meet and greet thing with Dia Frampton because she came down. Oh, oh fun. Cool. <laughs> I would say my favorite Aero, Aaron O'Connell movie is probably the 12 gifts of Christmas. Uh, oh, I really I like that one. that one and Katrina law is always mm-hmm. one of my favorites. And I like my Christmas love a lot. That one's pretty, pretty crazy. <laughs> oh, I forgot it, that he's in that. That is one of my favorites, but yeah. I, I forgot about him. <laughs> so Jonathan in this one, it, uh, the girl starts actually getting all of the uh the 12 days of christmas so she's getting like doves and and partridges and all this stuff somebody's giving them to her or it's like mysterious person (laughs) 
Uh, what a keeps... weird, mysterious gift <laughs> to give to somebody. <laughs> Do they gift like actual humans at the end when you get to like the 12 ladies dancing or whatever it is? I forget is. how they did that part of it. I can't they remember. They just come and perform. They just come and do a performance. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's pretty fun. Uh, and it's got a great, that one has a great cast. Bobby Campo, Meredith Hanger, Gregory Harrison, Megan Park. Really good uh, cast. That one's a fun one. You should check it out. I love that one. Yeah, it's good. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. One don't, more. One don't more. you want my rating for that oh, one? Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, what, what do you rate it? Uh, I... If I if I'm rating for like regular ratings, I probably would be a little more harsh. But if I'm rating for just Hallmark, I'm gonna give it four stars. Oh, okay. Because okay. I, I, I liked it. Like I was like, it put me in a better mood. I went to work all happy. Oh, see, <laughs> I, I really liked it. You're 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 being converted to the joys <laughs> of these movies. <laughs> I just it's I don't happening. know. I just really enjoyed it. It was yeah. I I liked it. I, what can I say? Very good. All right. Last one we have is Who is Christmas Eve? This was on Bounce Channel. It stars Paige Hurd, Romeo Miller, and Juliana Harkawi. And it's Eve Simmons uh, was abandoned as an infant on the steps of the church 30 years ago on Christmas Eve. Now struggling to move forward with her life, she embarks on a search to uncover the mystery of her birth with the help of her boyfriend, Curtis and famed investigative genealogist Pam Slayton. The movie is inspired by actual events from Slayton's real-life cases, and she serves as a producer. So this one, for me, I, I thought that the lady playing Pam Slayton was, was really good. She did a very good job, and I liked the relationship between her and her husband and how like supportive he was. There wasn't very much of, of like, you're taking away Christmas and, you, you know, like, bullying mm-hmm. her for like working and being good at her job. I was, I was appreciative of that. Uh, the other romance, the main romance, it wasn't as good to me, uh, but it was fine, I guess. Like it was cute. And, uh, and some of the acting wasn't the best in this. You can tell they had a really small budget, but overall I thought it was pretty sweet. I enjoyed it. What did you think, Jonathan? I really liked this one too. Mm-hmm. The, um, this one was probably one of the ones I was looking forward to the most just because of the concept, like an abandoned baby. I like a good mystery. So at this one, I wanted to, I wanted to make sure that I got to see it and I'm glad I did. I really liked it. I wasn't familiar with many of the actors except for the person who played the private investigator. I've seen her on Arrow. She was uh, black canary for years. And I think she played other roles too. I think she's one of those ones that I think keeps 
either getting killed off or being brought in from another universe or I don't know but she's a I like her as an actress so I recognized her and I don't think I really recognized anybody else I guess the guy Romeo Miller he he used to be Lil Romeo uh, but I feel like I saw him in something when I was a kid but I don't remember what it would have been because he was like a kid rapper at some point well, I guess he's her... on Empire, the show Empire. I've seen that show. Yeah, I haven't but... seen that. I thought her brother looked familiar too, but I don't think I recognized any of oh, his stuff. I either. loved the brother plot and where he comes out to his sister, and that whole thing was so well done. Yeah, I thought so too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like cheesy or forced or fake mm-hmm. or stereotypical. Yeah, it was good. Uh, did you go to watch this one, Mary? I, I, th- I did think it was funny though. <laughs> not to interrupt i did think it was funny that they had they gave him all of the stereo stereotypical hallmark stuff like finding love in a christmas tree lot <laughs> i love <laughs> like, it that it seemed like something you'd see in a hallmark channel <laughs> stuff and they gave all that stuff to him <laughs> yeah. yeah that was good <laughs> yeah it was really and they had good chemistry him and that tree tree guy mm-hmm. i thought yeah mary did you watch this one did you get to see it no i haven't watched it yet yeah it it was a little hard it was a little tricky to find uh and for some reason it didn't work on my uh app for xfinity on my comcast app but it Mm -hmm. was on the dvr so they must have some weird thing uh but uh but yeah you have to watch it on if you're going to watch it streaming you have to sign up for the amazon uh brown sugar package (laughs) oh okay yeah and you can get like you can get like a seven day free trial yes. that's what i did oh perfect i just need nice. to remember to go back in and <laughs> cancel the trial otherwise i'll get charged but i want to see if there's anything else on there before i cancel it so <laughs> i need well. to i need to not forget <laughs> so how many crowns would you give this one uh, jonathan i think i'll give this one four as well like i said i'm i'm probably i might be more critical if i'm like trying to rank it in with other mainstream movies but as Mm -hmm. far as like a hallmark-esque movie i really liked it and i really liked the story i really liked the mystery and yeah there was some weird things in here that weren't the greatest but overall i i really enjoyed it and maybe it helps that i also am comparing it to that down under one but (laughs) (laughs) i i like it wasn't as funny as down I know, but it was a better story and better written, better acted. I, I enjoyed it. I'm going to yeah. give it four crowns. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to give it three and a half crowns. I thought it was it was good. It was solid. I liked the uh, particularly anything to do with the investigator. I thought she was good and she yeah. was the best actor in the movie, in, in my opinion. Yeah. She, I think she's probably the one that's done the most stuff because I didn't recognize anybody else other than mm-hmm. her. Well, I guess I sort of recognized, but I I don't know that I've ever actually seen them. Yeah. But yeah, her I know. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. 
So not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Last little thing that I didn't put on the list, uh, but I'm going to just mention uh, is on Disney Plus, we had the Hawkeye show air uh, mm. post today, and it is Christmas oh, themed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what I'm watching after we're done, <laughs> we're done recording. I got to watch uh, the first two episodes early, and we're going to be covering it in some fashion with my friend Austin Burke. Uh, we're still kind of working that out. There's a lot of stuff going on this week, so it's, it's kind of crazy, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was oh, very, very fun. I've liked all of the MCU Marvel uh, series so far in Disney Plus. I wasn't that big uh, high on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I still, like, it wasn't bad. I, that was my least favorite. But this, I really enjoyed. Uh, it could probably called, be called the Kate Bishop show because it's probably more about her than about Hawkeye, which I guess, depending on your, your enjoyment. But he's trying to give the, like, perfect Christmas to his kids. And he, they're there in New York and, <laughs> and it's hilarious what happens. I'll just say that, that it was probably one of the best jokes in all of Marvel. It, it was really oh, funny. Wow. Yes. Uh, and I just, I really like the action. Vera Farmigo plays Kate Bishop's mother. And there's like some mystery going on with her and her character, what's happening. Ew, and then yeah. there is this villain that her mother is dating and you're like, Hmm, what's going on? Um, Ooh, so, this sounds even better than I thought it was going to be. I'm so excited to watch it now. Yeah. I mean, it I was before. <laughs> yeah. And all the sort of the Christmas in New York elements, really fun. And uh, yeah, I think that it's, it's not, it's not like Loki or WandaVision where it's really out there and trying all these new things and, you know, mm. really ambitious. This is more just more straightforward and kind of what you'd expect but i think that's appropriate for hawkeye because he doesn't have mm -hmm. powers like he's a more mm -hmm. straightforward character and mm -hmm. it what's one of the things i've always liked about his character is that he's just kind of a normal guy he that happens to be really great at shooting arrows but he he has a you know, normal family he's a you know normal guy and they capture that in this uh in this series like again i've just seen the first two episodes but i really enjoyed it and so check it out i think i think most people will have a good time with it so yeah, there we go forward to it yeah that's a little bonus there we go thank you both so much for coming on and talking about these movies really appreciate it let us know in the comments what you think of these movies how many crowns you would give them and if we missed something that from this last week please let us know they will be recapping the up movies on the up tv recap so if, uh, if you've seen those, just, we will be, we will be recapping them soon. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, let us know what you think. And Jonathan, how can people find you? You can find me at John J North on most social media. I have two podcasts. 
iHeart movies and every version ever. And Rachel is, I think she's going to be on both of them at some point this holiday season. She's for sure going to be on an episode where we're going to talk about a bunch of Hallmark and Hallmark-esque versions of A Christmas Carol. So if you like that kind of thing, be sure to check out every version ever. I'll probably post that on both podcasts, but for sure every version ever because it's every version ever of A Christmas Carol. And that's (laughs) another thing that Rachel and I have in common is liking Christmas carols. That was going to be really, really fun. And Mary, what about you? How can people find you? Sure. They can find me at Mary Carver on most all the socials. Um, My website's marycarver.com and my podcast is called The Couch with Mary Carver. You can find it at thecouchpodcast.com. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron Tomatoes. So please check that out. Also, make sure you're following the podcast on Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate that so much. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group. And right now you can be a part of our giveaway that we're doing for the patron. If you join the patron or you make a donation on Ko-Fi, we will enter you into getting the voicemail, your voicemail recording done by one of three of our Hallmark hunks, Christopher Paloha, Brennan Elliott, and Tyler Hines. It's an awesome opportunity. So much fun. We're so grateful for them for helping us. And you have to enter, you have to become a patron or make a donation on Ko-Fi by the end of the day on Black Friday. It's a Black Friday promotion. So there's a limited time coming up, only two more days. So definitely check that out. You don't want to miss it. And you don't want to miss being a part of the Patreon. It's really fun. We have watch alongs every month uh, where we have a talent come on and we watch a movie and we can hear all the behind the scenes details. And we've had great people like Natalie Hall and, uh, and even Lacey Chabert on and Michael Damien, just some really, really fun guests. And so this month we are going to be having David Weaver on director, and we're going to watch Christmas town starring Candace Cameron Bray. So that will be really fun. So don't miss out on the Patreon. It's a great thing. It helps us so, so, so much. And we appreciate it so much. We also have our merch store, which has tons of fun holiday inspired designs and the perfect place to get the gifts for your uh, postable, for your postable Hallmarkies, Hardies, uh, all the different uh, fandoms. You can get all of your gifts there and help support the podcast. We appreciate it so much. And they're having sales all weekend long. So definitely check it out. And thanks so much to both of you. This was a lot of fun. Really appreciate you being on and wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. Bye everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.